Ladies, gentlemen, Thermians, and fellow Questarians, welcome to the only podcast celebrating the 1999 epic space adventure comedy, Galaxy Quest. I'm Alex. I'm Austin. I'm RJ. Welcome to a very special Christmas episode. We've got some guests here to discuss just a few of the Christmas movies that the various cast members of Galaxy Quest have appeared in. You're listening to By Grab Thar's Hammer. What a podcast. Let's do it. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, Never give up. Never surrender. By Grabthar's Hammer. What a podcast. Merry Christmas, boys. Merry holidays. Happy all the things that you celebrate. We have some special guests here today, ladies and gentlemen. Moving on. We are excited to welcome to the show Laura and Ryan Lynch. Ryan is an art director at a Chicago design firm, founder and managing director at Gunslinger Design Shop, and the keyboardist and vocalist for Chicago rock group Archipelago Exports. Laura is a former hair and makeup artist who worked on the motion picture Feed the Fish, starring Galaxy Quest's very own Tony Shalhoub. Whoa, Whoa, we've got a celebrity amongst us. Laura is currently a certified beverage professional at one of our favorite cocktail spots in Chicago, and we're all drinking some strong cocktails that Laura just whipped up for us, so we're uh, all about to go on a very intergalactic space adventure. Epic adventure. Into welcome, Ryan and Laura, to the hey, show. Hey, welcome, guys. Hey, thanks for Howdy. having us. Hey, yeah, thanks. I'm just jazzed about being on the show, man. Hey, These drinks are wonderful, by the way. Laura, Ryan, have you guys seen Galaxy Quest in a while? We watched it this year, but with our with our we have a three and a half year old son named Frank, and right. he Frank. he was around for it. He was probably too little for it because when he starts zapping the Thermian, when it was Mathazar way too is being tortured by Sarah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, it was too bit, scary. We're like, no, no, I no. I sometimes no. can't watch. That. I mean, we watched like the first bit of it last night and then fell asleep. Yeah. Even though that was the last time I saw it, I've always liked Galaxy Quest. It's great. It's super smart. It is great. It is super, super smart. Fun. Did you guys ever watch any Star Trek growing up? Oh, man. I was a big Trekkie. Big Mostly Trekkie. Voyager. Weird. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Next Gen when I was little. And then my, my youngest sister, you could like, she probably was in love with Jacote for most of her life. You know, like she knows how to do a Borg handshake really well. And like, <laughs> she's like married and, you know, in her mid 20s now. But like, she's like married to a lawyer. But like, you could probably hold out your hand for a Borg handshake and she'd, she'd hit. She'd, she'd, she'd go after it. Yeah. Kind of, beats. yeah. Ryan, you watched a lot of the old movies you know like the wrath of khan and yeah yeah my dad was i kind of grew up in like a quasi trekkie family my dad really liked wrath of khan yeah and then like my mom's side my my aunts and uncles and my grandma on that side were kind of just a big into sci-fi and then the like first contact and those hit at the right time yeah do you think you were fans of galaxy quest because of star trek or just kind of just because it's i think out? galaxy quest works because of star trek obviously. it does yeah any favorite bits you remember from Galaxy Quest? I, I really like the point where they real where they have to like suddenly figure out how to drive the ship because I feel that every time I get into a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, living in Chicago so. doesn't make you no, an it doesn't. expert driver. So like we, we got a car recently, but before then it was just like, um, I remember this from when I was nine when I first drove. I think I learned how to drive a stick when I was thirteen and then I They just designed never the cars again. from watching you. Exactly. And I'm just like, oh, because he's like, Oh, I had this all figured out when I was a kid. Like this is forward, this is backward, and that line is so necessary because otherwise you're just like they they just bullshitted this whole thing yeah like, they yeah. Don't know yeah. This at all. 
there's so many like subtle running jokes like Sigourney Weaver's like costume getting progressively yeah. more ripped, <laughs> ripped apart her, yeah, her boobs popping out more her, and more that, by the end that of push it, up yeah. that push up bra is yeah. a great piece of costuming yeah. oh man her, it does lots of work her, like, oh she looks like, so good in that, that outfit someone could like do a whole podcast about the fit of that costume oh yeah, oh, yeah. she looks awesome and her, yeah. oh we will we will I think she's wigged in that too it's a really good oh for sure yeah the bangs you know like imply very feathery I do like the the bit where they're like whatever I've heard they call like the mashing things that are coming the down chompers. Chompers. the chompers like yeah. why is this why here nobody knows it was in the show this yeah. episode was poorly written yeah. yeah this episode was badly written that reminds me of some things like okay like in a movie there's the pointless perils on the sh- on the enterprise yeah. movie or some certain things like that but it reminds me of every video game you've ever played yep. yeah exactly we're like specifically like the like super star wars you have to add all these bats and scorpions to yeah, every every not, yeah. video game about a movie has all these extra <laughs> perils i playing. recently uh bought star wars battlefront and it came with a free download yeah. of super star wars i love super star wars. for ps4 and i played it i cannot beat the first level really because the first well, level literally yet. has, has yeah, those, there's, like, there's bats so many fucking Scorpions. Bats and scorpions, and then there's giant scorpions, and they all yeah. shoot lasers out of their tails. Yeah. And then if you blow up a giant scorpion, it turns into like two little scorpions. Yeah, yeah you're like, where are all those scorpions in, in Star Wars? Yeah, like, thing, I, there were no animals scorpion. on Tatooine. No. I saw no animals in yeah. the original no, version. So many, version so many, so much like stuff that's like a sci-fi tangent to the source material. They like just add. They yeah. just add some unnecessary add obstacles. stuff that they have to like walk through that might kill them. So I, I always I appreciated that part. Oh, you were talking about how Tim Allen's character. Was. Oh, it's basically Bojack the Horseman. Yeah, like no, it's so <laughs> Bojacky. Even his house. Like I think that Bojack Horseman might be based on Galaxy Quest. I also think Interstellar might have. Also, there was this one episode. <laughs> um, there's this one episode of Adventure Time that I watched today where Finn's space travel to Mars when like Magic Man sends Jake the dog to Mars. He he has the same transport method, the goo coating. Yeah, yeah the, the little yeah. the little goo that covers him with yeah. a shot so, of his So like face. I feel like this is actually kind of influential. That was a hell of a thing. As you guys are aware, Galaxy Quest is truly an ensemble cast film and the various actors have starred in several wonderful movies over the years, some of which happen to be Christmas movies. This is a holiday special episode. Are we going to talk about those Christmas movies? We should talk about the Christmas movies that some of this cast has been in. RJ, do you have any off the top of your head? I just recently watched Die Hard with Alan Rickman. Oh, that's true. We did watch It's one of my favorite Christmas movies because the whole movie takes place Christmas Eve. And Alan Rickman is amazing in it. My My favorite part? His American accent when he Which actually runs into Bruce Willis because they haven't seen each other the whole time. And then we, we really watch it. He He's, tries a couple words to turn them, but up. he just sounds like him. How you doing? Oh, please, God, no, you're one of them, aren't you? You're one of them. No, no, don't kill me, please, no, please. Don't kill me, don't kill me, please. Whoa, please, whoa, please, whoa, please, whoa please, relax. Bruce Willis is fooled by the first two lines he says in an American accent and then doesn't catch on that it's definitely still... What's he's, the character's name? Uh, Hans. He's Hans. been talking to him on the radio Hans Gruber. all night. Yeah. And then he meets him, and the only reason he knows he's Hans is because he says his name is Bill Clay, and right next to him is like a list of people's names and floors. Yeah, and it says Clay. And WM Cl- like Clay <laughs> yeah. is yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. And I'm like, how? Clever. They never show Alan Rickman even looking at the board. Nope. Anyway, exactly. Die Hard's a wonderful Christmas movie. What are some other Christmas movies? Every single Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, there's That's Christmas, really always. Right? Always. Because Harry always gets left there for Christmas because his family's the <laughs> shittiest so family. so sad. Really Orphan. Well, I mean, Tim Allen, guys. A movie called. I can't think of one movie <laughs> no. Tim Allen was in. A movie called Holiday. Santa Claus. 
the Santa Claus movie? San- that San- one I showed you where they do the loop-de-loop? And the the, only, oh, the yeah. only one Santa Claus movie they made? No, the one. Which one? It's called Which? Santa Claus the movie. Santa yeah, movie. that's it's, the uh, one I couldn't, I couldn't make. I couldn't make it through. Was that the one, the real old one? That's really How old, would you yeah. spell Santa Claus? S A N T A. Yes. C L A W S. That's the that's, that's the way. Yeah, that's the proper spelling. spelling. No, 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 no. I would spell it. I think that. What, that you guys I think that is a movie. Claus. The Santa Claus. Oh, Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If Speaking it's, of which, if it's not, someone should make that. It'd be like Krampus. They just put out that Krampus. Santa Claus, but, but Santa it's like Claus. demon <laughs> with demon a Z cats. also on it. I know. Did, yeah. did any of them do voice work on Nightmare Before Christmas? We didn't really. Oh, that's a phone. You know, I didn't even. We didn't about even think voice about voice work. But then, so we got Santa Claus one. one. It's about uh, 1994. Santa Claus 2. There was a large two? gap between the first Santa Claus to the second ga- uh, second Santa Claus. I'm not large enough. I think they probably, Tim Allen had to wait till his career started going back down that slope. You think it was, was a money like, grab when he came back? Well, I'll take a little cash. Santa Claus 2 might pay me a little something. Well, something. So I well, think he had to wait until he took a career Santa dive. Claus was 1994. So this was early home improvement. This was in the middle of home improvement. Yeah. Home improvement ended in 1999. Then three years later... He does the money grab and comes back for Santa Claus, yeah, too. Yeah, oh, for oh, sure. Okay. He was definitely in a spiral down. Does, does Home point. Improvement have any memorable Christmas episodes? I haven't I haven't I seen watched season one, one recently. I'm sure they have some. You're from sure. Michigan. That barely counts. I feel yeah. like everybody yeah. is like required. <laughs> does the state of Michigan like actively support Tim Allen? Uh, there was like, a subsidy. I don't know if you know this, Laura, <laughs> yeah. but the Pure does Michigan the campaign, yeah. the tourism ads, like the sign when you drive into Michigan says Pure Michigan, yeah. and they always have these really idyllic commercials on the radio and TV showing how beautiful it is and this soft baritone just buttering you warms your heart. Michigan. Tim That's Allen Mr. is the, Tim Allen. He's the, yeah. voice the voice of Michigan. Of pure Michigan. So what I wonder, like when you drive past that, you know how like sometimes if you're at the drive-in movie theater, you just tune in your radio to like some AM station. Do they have like an iPass kind of situation where it just takes over every radio station? You, you know, I've Tim never Allen. done the thing where it says for traffic updates, tune to like AM 960 you or something. You think Tim Allen does <laughs> Do you think traffic he's probably Tim Allen. Do you think he's just at home? He's reading like, the traffic report. That? Yeah. <laughs> He's, hey on, guys. he's on the set of Last Man Standing in his trailer doing the traffic update. For an extra 30 bucks, he reads I, the traffic I report every so. day. I well, wouldn't be surprised. I want to live in that The reason world. I was asking about the spelling was I, I was under the impression that the you spelled Sant, the, you spelled Claus in Santa Claus, C-L-A-U-S. I yeah, think that's so. Right. Is there an E on there it? There is month? an E in the Santa Claus, but it's a hanging E oh. to imply oh, it got knocked off the roof like that dead Santa. Yeah. <laughs> Which... <laughs> I, you were, we were talking about the Santa. Oh, well, no one's sad. Santa 1? Yeah, San, the Santa that dies in Santa Claus, no one is sad. No one cares None at of all. The, the head elf, who clearly works closely with every Santa Claus, is just like, all right, next. Yeah. Tim Allen, we got to get your <laughs> Tim, Tim Allen. He walks in, like, Tim Allen walks in, he's just like, hey, you're Santa. Those yeah. elves I don't know. I've been working with this other guy for fucking 200 years, yeah. and I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. I forget. His body just disappeared, It does right? disappear. So, yeah. like, is he a Jedi? Ooh. Oh, spoiler alert! Yes, I, uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen the new Star Wars, you might want to <laughs> rewind and then stop listening. Yeah. <laughs> so, following 2002's The Santa Claus 2, Tim waited another four years, Toolman, and then in 2006, The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, was released. Was that the Has one with a, uh, Martin Short? Martin Short played what's the Frost? For the Jack Frost. Jack Frost. Yeah. So he was ice guy but that was also the movie they introduced like the avengers of mythical creatures so like oh, the easter did. bunny was in it the tooth fairy was in it so it got really american Jack gods Frost. all of a sudden it did get very american <laughs> gods oh are you and are you saying this because you know that wrote it I, yeah, new, new, <laughs> new, new, new game, game is only a screenplay with santa claus 3 
have you American seen Gods Santa got Claus turned 3? down. You know, Neil, no. Neil Gaiman doesn't get that Michigan money. You no, know? no, 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 no. Which no. is funny because uh, he's got to hug a lot of nerd girls. Yeah, to get he's that working money. in comics. That's not where the money is. Yeah. So Santa Claus Three has a massive time travel alternate universe storyline. Wait, so you've seen? I've this seen Santa because Claus because I have definitely not seen Santa Claus Three. Here, like I understand, I know this plot. It's Jack Frost like goes back to Santa Claus One where that guy falls off the roof and become Santa Claus. It's Jack like Terminator Genesis. <laughs> yeah, the timelines Wait. are... So there's an alternate timeline. But he didn't warn the Santa. Again, no, nobody gives nobody a shit cares. about this Santa. <laughs> he was a bad Santa. He just wanted the Santa powers. That, 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 yeah. that is a great movie. This is, Can it we is connect bad Santa Both in any way John to Galaxy Ritter Quest? And yeah, Freddie easily. Uh, died. Love Actually. Easy. Love Actually. Ooh. There's got to be a connection in there. Yeah, because Billy Bob Thornton is Billy Bob is the president. Oh, Billy Bob. And Alan Rick. Jesus. One movie and... Another holiday movie with Alan Rickman that we need to talk about. It. Love Actually. Do we miss any holiday movies? Oh, yeah. We'll get to I don't want to jump too soon into Love Actually <laughs> because I know we're chomping at the bit. Our original idea for this podcast wasn't Galaxy Quest. It was a Love Actually podcast. I have opinions. Tim Allen also starred, don't forget, in 2004's smash hit, Christmas with the Cranks. I do Ooh. remember that. <laughs> was that the one with uh, Dan Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis. A dog? No, that's no, the that's, shaggy dog. That's shaggy dog. Oh. <laughs> Christmas My with Tim the Allen crank. cannon needs some brushing. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I don't know why I know the no, plot. No, he turned into a, a hog, a wild yeah, hog. A wild hog, hog, right? Turned into Whoa. A wild hog. I've always wanted to do with a podcast William H. on wild hogs. Sigourney Weaver in the Ghostbusters films. We couldn't quite recall. We should have done some more research. Ghostbusters but. 2 has a montage scene where they're getting back into the action. And they dabble with a quick scene of them Wait, on Christmas. Uh, Rick with, Moranis have a Santa hat on. They, they all do. They're, they're, there's oh, a there's quick a whole, in yeah, the montage. Yeah. They're busting a ghost, and they all of them have Santa Claus hats on. Because Bust, Bustin makes me feel <laughs> good. Because Bustin makes me feel good. <laughs> that qualifies, I believe, as a Christmas movie. Uh, Ryan, what'd you say about Alan Rickman? Oh in? yeah, oh yeah. Well, in uh, Robin and Prince of Thieves, one of my favorite. Mm, great. Starring, <laughs> starring Speaking Alan of accent work. Speaking of accents. <laughs> Nothing is more distracting than a bad American accent, except True. for whatever the hell. He starts. Alan, he starts yeah. with like Kevin Costner starts with like just Kevin a Costner. maybe a twenty five percent British accent in that movie, and then just gives it. And then he straight up to. He like says a couple words weird, and they're just like don't. I don't know where don't he's even, even from, but he gets pretty SoCal. He like does like yeah, he's like a surfer dude throughout that surfer surfer Robin Hood. But Alan Rickman does a hell of a job in that movie, and they're he, one of his. I guess one of the most Man, popular lines glory. from that movie is, and call off Christmas. Ah, there you go. So it's all we like, need. We'll take it. Cancel the kitchen scraps for lepers and orphans. No more merciful beheadings. And call off Christmas. So beyond the fact that Tim Allen's in all the Santa Claus films, Alan Rickman's holding his own in the holiday category. He is. We had he a hard to be doing pretty good. Others. Is there anything else on your list for Christmas movies? No, I think that pretty much wraps it up. So that's going to take us to the, the meat of today's episode, which is one of our other favorite films, Love Actually. A little movie called Love Actually. And frankly, we were desperate to somehow connect this film to our Galaxy Quest podcast. Turned out it was really easy. It was really easy because <laughs> our favorite character in Galaxy Quest, Alan Rickman, happens to be in Love Actually. Christmas for classic. all of, what, 15 minutes maybe? Dude, okay, so... Screen time-wise? I, I want to talk about this a little. I watched it today in its entirety. Alan Rickman does not show up in the movie for 18 minutes, and I... Tried to look up today how long he's actually in the movie, but I couldn't find anything because I it's got to be like under twenty. Minutes. Well, it's because they have eighteen different storylines. I know there's a lot of storylines too, but he's barely in the movie. True, but he has one of my favorite scenes, which he's just a straight man for. 
which is Rowan Atkinson as the jewelry desk attendant gift wrapping a necklace for his stupid secretary mistress who's evil. Who knows? We're going to pop it in the Christmas box. But I don't want a Christmas box. But you said you wanted it gift wrapped. I did, but... This is the final flourish. Can I just pay? All we need now... Oh, God. Is a sprig of holly. We're talking about Mr. Bean. Mr. Mr. Bean. Bean. I would watch a buddy cop movie with the two of them. <laughs> Alan Rickman and Mr. Bean. Mr. Alan Rickman and Rowan Atkinson. Does Mr. Bean work with a straight man usually? I haven't actually seen... Mr. Bean is usually just... The world is his straight man. I was going to say, he's always running solo in his movies, man. He's he's He is his own Another great Christmas movie. Johnny English. And I don't even know if it's Christmas, but Mr. Bean's holiday is amazing. Yeah, So it is. Kind of a side note, but as a certified beverage professional, I've worked in one cocktail bar in town which was very performative and you had a series of actions that you had to have completely planned out before you even started so when i was training new people i would just be like go home watch some mr bean youtube videos and just do it exactly like mr bean would and everyone will freaking love it so i um that's that's i i actually like i think about mr bean on a daily basis so a lot of scrunched up nose and bulging eyes it's more like he always knows you can tell that he he knows his entire sequence of actions before he starts doing it like he knows as soon as he like the camera starts he knows like a to z and then he doesn't have any of those awkward moments at least not that you can see and it's just i don't know it always like goes over really smooth it's really classic clowning Mr. Which, Bean? It really is. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like um, the art of clowning. I remember when we discovered Mr. Bean, the, the show. Remember? Yes, back, we, we watched the original television show before which, the movies. Which the original show is even more Mr. Bean. It's real weird. It's real out there. They had to but rein him in a little bit for the holiday. Those were, he had plenty of holiday episodes. Puts the turkey on his head. Classic. Oh, classic yeah. Mr. Oh. Bean. Classic Mr. Bean bit. And Sean the Sheep, too. Maybe is, that was a that, reference. That must have been a reference. My, well, and then because then they repeat the bit in Mr. Bean the movie. They repeat the turkey head bit, but that originally was on the TV show for the holiday. If I'm not mistaken, Mr. Bean the movie was almost a collection of his greatest hits from the TV show. Because that was their American, they're bringing it to America, was Mr. Bean the movie. They were trying to get an American audience. And clearly it went well. No, I don't don't remember. I don't know how big of a hit Mr. Bean was. Not everyone can Steve Coogan that smoothly. No, (laughs) you're right. I don't know if Bean had the range. (laughs) I don't Uh, know. He uh, He was in Rat Race. No, rat race, yeah. Oh, jeez, rat race. Yeah. Another ensemble. Oh, he, another cast. ensemble. I think probably. <laughs> he was I can safely was say I've, ne- probably. I've never seen an ensemble cast put to such waste yeah, as a, in the film, rat, film Rat Race. In the scene in Love Actually, when Alan Rickman's like trying to quickly buy that necklace, in the middle of it, he just goes, "What is that?" Mr. Bean's just holding the fucking cinnamon stick. Like Alan Rickman doesn't know what a cinnamon stick is. <laughs> that upsets RJ. I was just I, there's like a lot of things scene. in Love Actually today. I was actually more upset about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've seen it so the, many times. I focused on the wrong things. I feel the like, more you watch it, the less it holds up. It really does. There's yeah, a couple storylines I used to really like that I wish weren't in the movie now. Like, uh, like Andrew, Andrew Lincoln. Lincoln. <laughs> oh, Andrew Lincoln. Every, yeah. Every time uh, I watch it, I don't like Laura so Linney. So our, our drinking today? game rules for Love Actually, one of the rules is drink every time you want Laura Linney to go away. <laughs> so every time <laughs> every she's time on the screen. screen. Yeah, it's like, oh. Yeah. There, there's a scene but, when Laura Linney is the best, yeah, the best kind of make. Commentary. She's putting makeup on. No, no, she's not. She's not even doing makeup. She just like looks in the mirror because her whole role. No, she's is putting like, an eyebrow on. Yeah, she's, she's straight like real, up putting an eyebrow but on. But she's like real it's sad most important with meal of the face. Yeah, and mm-hmm. she's looking in the mirror, and one of our buddies at the we watch it frequently. His commentary at that scene again was, "Sorry, you're still Laura Linney." <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't want to pick too much on Laura Linney. Yeah, I will say that yeah. I, I looked it up. This I don't mind her story. Like it's sad, but yeah, I don't mind I just, it. I, I kind of wish like I had a bit of backstory. Like they imply that there's backstory, and then the, the more, again, the more you watch it, the less it holds up. The movie is two hours and fifteen minutes long, and I will say I have more trouble keeping up with it than I do with Game of Thrones <laughs> or Star Wars, keeping with track of the timelines yeah. and the storylines that are going on. And I also. You know, we just we did just watch Star Wars and we did rewatch Galaxy Quest. And I find this movie, Love Actually, to to be just as unrealistic or unbelievable <laughs> as any of these sci-fi movies Absolutely. that we watch. There's a lot of interactions that if happen they happened to us, we'd be like, we would shut it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shut like it that down. was the super weird thing to say. Yeah, I'm why, out. Yeah, why did you just say like, that? oh, you just showed up at my door and you're my husband's yeah. best friend yeah, and, and you just said you're super in love with me cards. and yeah. I'm like flattered somehow? Yeah, no, 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 get out of here. Get out of here. You're an asshole. Go to Georgia and survive the zombie apocalypse. You're right. Well, I think we should break Love Actually down by story segments, beginning with, just to make it relatable to Galaxy Quest, as tangential as it is, Alan Rickman's role in Love Actually. I would say he's a villain. Which he plays well. Okay, so most of the time that he's in this movie is spent just kind of looking like like not sure you know like he, he's just kind of like considering <laughs> like slightly di- I, I think i disapprove of this but i'm not sure looking down his nose i think it's interesting you brought up the mr bean scene which is one of the funniest scenes in the movie but he's also in the other i guess a tangent to the other best scene in the movie which is opening the presents the joni mitchell the joni scene. mitchell scene the Joni Dude, that's, but that's not him he's just like that's the he, best, he's like, the catalyst yeah, that's payoff, that's the best scene of the film and that's, for sure and that's my he's the villain yeah, like yeah, true. I, everyone's on her team. True, he's the worst. But she's also just a phenomenal actress as well, and pulls that yeah. scene off that, which God. adds a lot she's to it. She's carrying that. Her and Liam, Liam Neeson carry oh, for sure. the that's movie. It. I agree. Like, if, if they really want like chops, film. you know, to carry yeah. the thing, that's that's where it's at. Alan Rickman technically has chops, but he doesn't really use them. He doesn't, doesn't use them in this movie. He's that a much. device more than anything. Yeah. He's barely he's, a character. He just sits there with his blazer and his sweater and his glasses. Turtleneck. Yeah, just turtlenecking so hard. So many turtlenecks. A movie. nice like father figure to Laura Lenny though. All, like, he, I think he he's does. overly he's like involved. Nice like where does he, no, he get off? See, that whole, weird, where does that he whole get office. Off? Weird. The whole office is a weird. Well, dynamic. that's in that. That's in that unrealistic uh, category. I have of, a like, question. No bosses like that. What do they do? What do they do? <laughs> <laughs> what is their? The I only assume... I paid super close attention to this because I we were watched it too many that. times and I brought it up earlier, but. I have no idea what that business does. Yeah. It's like it's a small hip office and the only thing they say about anyone's job is that Carl is the lead designer. And he walks into Alan Rickman's office with what looks like children's drawings. <laughs> <laughs> There's just like a lot of color and not, no real shapes and Yeah, we did spend some time today trying to figure out no what idea. that company does. So we there were some tubes so we thought so maybe Carl does leave firm? with like a, a tube on a thing on his shoulder. So I said maybe Real architecture tubes. My assumption was that like in any romantic comedy, they all work in an advertising firm. Yeah, that, that could was be just my yeah. magazine yeah. ad firm or yeah. architecture something. Or the writer. Uh, I actually met or an the architect writers. the other day, and I was like, bullshit. <laughs> no one's an architect in real life. Yeah. Like, that's just in movies. We have like three friends who are Yeah, that's true. Architects. We actually have several architects. Maybe <laughs> I just worked that far. Yeah. There, are more, there are more architects yeah, than I realize. <laughs> I've never met one. Well, we, we also just watched The Holiday with Jack Black, Cameron Diaz, 
Speaking of architects, was anyone yeah. in that in Galaxy? Jack, yes. No. Well, now no. I, I don't know. If, but well, Jack no. Black was a uh, f- uh, film you composer. Know, speaking yeah. of that rom com setup, yeah, he was a film composer. Cameron Diaz was a, a trailer, trailer editor. Editor. She owned the company. Those are then, that is a rom com uh, job if I've ever heard of one. And then Jude Law was like an, uh, apparently an unemployed he was a man about town. widower. Yeah, yeah, but he was just a man about. <laughs> he was just town, a father. But he he like, had no job. Do you think that people who write sc- screenplays just don't know what normal what people do? Are have his jobs like, <laughs> they like just don't know met her first architect this week um, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that's true <laughs> like what do people I think do because i, I mean the, okay the people that write a screenplay for a rom-com i think especially have more not to downplay a screenwriter for a rom-com but they might be a little more limited on well what do these characters do let's keep it simple i think and it's borderline sexy i feel like yeah, the, those are jobs, jobs. Are always, like, it's always fun and sexy and that's like a, a ideal job for a lot of people well, the architect thing is like well it's professional but it's also creative it's creative but not yeah. like you're not a musician because now that's a totally different movie. Yeah, yeah yeah because then you're yeah. broke i was reading i actually did a little research today which i know is frowned upon in our podcast but i was trying to find out how long he was in the movie and what i did find was an entertainment weekly article from last week where emma freud is the wife of writer director richard curtis who made love actually Mm -hmm. Uh and she was at a screening or something and live tweeting and this i'm gonna read this quick little twitter conversation because she dropped some plot bombs kind of a kind of a pro uh prologue bit somebody tweeted at her did anyone ask if harry which is alan rickman's character mm-hmm. in love actually actually had an affair or was just tempted to because i always thought in the movie that it was like he never did anything yeah, he just I bought d- that necklace i and definitely didn't think he it did kind of broke her heart and he yeah. was probably on his way to an affair but he never actually did it there's an implication in the airport scene in the end that it might have happened yeah, oh really i think it really was implied that fucked he, up he after had an so affair. emma freud who actually worked as a script supervisor on the movie and is married to Richard Curtis, writer-director. She says, all caps, definitely had an affair. Whoa. I begged Richard just to make it a flirtation, but no, the whole way. Someone responds, can you please explain outcome for Emma and Alan's characters, or must I remain eternally confused? I never did work that one out. Emma Freud says, they stay together, but home isn't as happy as it once was, oh. which makes sense with the airport scene sure. at the end. That's definitely the yeah. vibe you get is like they're making it work, she but she's definitely like kind of done. Yeah, with she it. Does, sure. Her body language implies that she doesn't want to be near him. Yeah, which I feel mm. like Emma no, knows how to deal with a necklace, but she doesn't know how to deal with. Yeah. You're kind of a dick, man, and I just yeah. realized it now. Uh, my last kids. note I made watching the movie, like right after I saw that, was. What a shit. For the first couple times I watched it, I always thought Liam Neeson and her were also siblings. I thought it was the three of them. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. Because because their their connection and the way she treats him is very Very sibling-ish. It's like she doesn't cry with him. She doesn't like really give him any sort of emotion and sympathy. It's like kind of moving along. They're so comfortable with one another. Yeah. So they're just friends? I think so, yeah. Because that's what we talked about They were probably couple friends, I thought they were siblings, but I don't think they They should have... Like in the back of Game of Thrones, there should be some kind of map in the liner. There should be the liner notes. <laughs> like family tree. Yeah. You know what else makes Alan Rickman a dick is he's not at Liam Neeson's wife's funeral. Yeah, he's Ooh. not there. She is. He's not. 
So they're definitely like. Is that explained in the film? At no, all? it's not. No, was that no, explained? Or you think but that I was noticed more that of a, a scheduling conflict for the filming? Like, <laughs> He's yeah. too busy making <laughs> yeah, a like, catalog. Like wet hot the series. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. Everybody's just, just filmed on a green screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. They're literally. They just couldn't get him to come in that day. They have like B-roll footage of him on a green screen with a, yeah, with a few, wearing like, a, a bad wig with like yeah, a baseball yeah. hat over it. Was it. A brief tangent that was in the holiday none of those lead actors met oh, until the final not. scene of the film they're they're all in one room but there's a soundtrack playing over it yeah. so they don't even have dialogue See, together. to me <laughs> I really the only respect that because like I didn't notice that and it's incredibly clever I yeah, think that's a, you know, I, I was mentioning earlier while I was making the drinks that there's this um, the classic like women's picture, pretty houses, pretty clothes, you know, like certain like build to the movie and then like chicks for the past like six years just dig it. And I think that that is just a, a really smart movie, other than the fact that I didn't really like it. And Kate Winslet. And it's also kind of terrible. But it's kind of also... terrible. But, you know, like people don't necessarily make movies like that anymore. No, you know, not like at all. The, the rom-com, they feel like there needs to be like some irony or sarcasm to it when like sometimes you kind of need that pure, well-made, high-budget rom-com. Yep. It was the most yeah. pure rom-com I've seen I, in I'll a say it about Love Actually, it is earnest. Love Actually? Yeah. <laughs> it's a sincere film. Hmm. Yeah, it's not like ironic in any way. It's all it wears its heart on its sleeve. I feel like so you. I on guess its turtleneck. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's suffocating underneath that yeah. turtleneck. RJ, you were talking about all the little things that start bugging you if you, after you oh, see it yeah. so many times. Growing up in Milwaukee, when he flies into uh, Milwaukee, that's a, that's a, it's, it's on in the background oh, it's on right, right now. now. Okay, and first it's the of scene all, where Colin gets into happening. Milwaukee, and I did the same thing you're about to describe today. I was just like, nope, nope, no, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Okay, first of all, it's Milwaukee bud? Airport, which is pretty funny. Milwaukee but International. Airport. International. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not the name of the airport. And I noticed today <laughs> the cab. He gets in a cab. Yeah, there's no like. Yeah, at the airport there are cabs. Maybe there's a cab at the airport. Sure. That dude is stereotypical movie New York cab driver. Yeah, like <laughs> New York, York kind of has almost a New York accent. Yeah, and then and then he goes to a bar and orders a Bud Light, which is which is <laughs> yeah, the weird. bar is littered, uh, Budweiser littered with Budweiser, Budweiser, Budweiser which is like okay, you got this American beer sponsor, and there's but he's in Milwaukee. You're in like Milwaukee. It, it would be it would be Miller or Pabst. Or I would argue in this two hour and fifteen minute film that this is a storyline that could have been cut. No, this that, is, this the, is my, I find it. I find it. It's a nice little light, charming thing. It's like this it's is really my number one cut. He's the sure. dumbest dude, and he's he like, is. I'm gonna go to America and get laid. Just and he does, and yeah. it's nice. Just but, to clarify yeah. for listeners, with his woman. Yeah, it's the distillation of everything wrong with the movie. Where yeah. It's like if you're yeah. a nice guy and, and dumb, <laughs> sex will fall sex out will of happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just go nope. somewhere. There's not a single woman that is rewarded in this movie. Like women are rewards in this movie. They're not rewarded. Anyone who has a personality, aka and Emma it, Thompson or Laura Linney, you know, yeah, they get screwed. Ugly heart. The yeah, only, I would say, okay, her heart is ugly, not her face. Okay, yeah, her face but um, but I mean, I, I would say the only woman that does get rewarded is the evil secretary, Dallin Rickman. She yeah. apparently she in Galaxy Quest. Wasn't she the alien no. from yeah. Transformers? She, 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 she looks like a thermian. She looks like a thermian. She's such a thermian. The one like who hooks up with Tony Shalhoub. I, I know it's Missy Pyle, but Missy like, Pyle, but the, yeah. the, the, you know, she could be. She has <laughs> a lot a of people in that. Thermia. That's true. She's the only one who gets what she wants. Well, wait, doesn't does Laura Lenny not end up with the guy? No, Paolo? she, she, ends she up with her blows with it. Yeah, yeah, uh, what about the the uh, Portuguese woman? They kind of like have. Oh, you yeah, think? No, but like she's she's his reward, yeah. yes. and same goes for uh, same goes for the little the kids too, and Natalie's Natalie. Someone actually counted like the maximum amount of words that a woman in this movie spoke 
before they were punished. And it was 27. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, no. If something bad happens, the more you something speak, if you're happens, a woman in love, actually. I won't say, the movie is definitely not subtle. Mia is the name of the secretary, I think. Yeah. Alan, yeah, yeah. Alan Rickman's secretary that has the, yeah. initiates the affair and he goes with it. But in one party scene, she shows up and she's wearing devil horns. She's dressed yeah, as devil a devil horns to the Christmas party. Literally d- the devil. Like, okay, well, she's like, I'm on the naughty like, list. The whole time, she could have just used some dry shampoo in those bangs. That's all I'm saying. So is Alan Rickman our star of Galaxy Quest? Is he redeemed by the end of Love Actually? No, absolutely yeah. not. A he's villain. a shithead the no. whole time. No, he's, he's I mean, a really? villain. He just, blows it, man. That being said, I didn't know that it was implied that he did. I had no idea either. Go, like, the, I found that the affair. I, I, the only one that did it. See, because I always viewed it as, not that, I just didn't know. I always viewed it as he never actually did anything, but it was bad enough, but obviously. But he fucked up his marriage anyway. He fucked it up, but I didn't know that it was supposed to be implied that he actually did some stuff, which obviously is makes it even worse. You know, I, on, uh, I also today found Martin Freeman's stand-in storyline. Just It's just so nice and charming. Well, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, she, I guess she gets rewarded. That's, that's the best equal. one. Yeah, that's, that's the best she, one. I would say she uh, is that's, not a prize. Yeah, that's no, an, no, you're right. That's yeah. probably the most just equal storyline because it's Judy. just them and it's just the two of them. And, and they have conversations. Yeah. And they're yeah. Very, yeah, they are clearly very confident with themselves. I did read yeah. that in obviously in the television airings that's of not this, even in it they cut his entire storyline oh, they cut really? martin freeman's I, I mean, storyline understandably sense. so but even when they cut it the movie is still three hours long with commercial <laughs> breaks <laughs> oh, <I bet. laughs> we haven't even touched touched on hugh jackman or we haven't even touched hugh jackman somebody's been watching the new x-men trailer no i, oh, I did buddy. listen to a podcast review of days of future past i'm like two years behind on listening oh. to this podcast and i listened to a review of days of future past so i was thinking of hugh jackman but we're talking about hugh, hugh grant. grant man hugh if grant. hugh jackman was Prime in love actually though, hugh jackman could have been in he was in that actually. kate and leopold he was leopold. he's a rom-com i actually never saw that why have i not seen that let's watch it we should watch that tonight we'll get back to Hugh Grant uh, Hugh Grant is disturbing in that movie because of the fact that president's taking advantage of his secretary yeah. and then he she's he like, clearly uncomfortable she, too. yeah and she's he like gets literally upset. backed into a corner and he gets a, they don't even have a relationship together true and he, he just, just likes her. her true he, he does the creepiest her. thing you could ever do as someone who's in a position of power and she apologizes to him yeah. Yeah. and it's like victim blaming to the max in yeah that it's, it's pretty weird it's like it's this ugly. weird imbalance of power that entire time but it makes up for it when he has the dance montage he does, he and he is so darn likable that so damn dance, dance montage is so That's how good. you earn your woman in love, actually, is have a good <laughs> dance montage. Uh, so when we were watching The Holiday the other day, one of the bits was, it's not a appropriate rom-com without male or female, usually the females dancing with themselves or singing out loud, yeah. and at the end, there's always a scene where the two like female leads end up dancing together. So in Love Actually, when Hugh Jackman, or Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. It's this thing, I know Hugh Jackman dances the shit out with himself. You guys, Clearly, that's you what guys just does. don't know Hugh's he's a great dancer. If somebody like outfitted <laughs> Hugh Grant Hugh, with Hugh. an adamantium skeleton, it would just keep him from breaking his brittle old lady British bones. Uh, <laughs> like, he wouldn't be an X-Man, he would just he not would just have osteoporosis. Oh, sure. yeah. uh, but when, so when Hugh Grant starts dan- dancing with himself, that's, that's the scene. It's like, oh, it's officially a, a rom-com. rom-com like there's always a dancing bit or montage we have not time. talked about bill nighy no it's okay, okay. the actual best storyline that is my film. favorite amazing storyline. technical dream blows not only i feel like he's the best comedic relief 
but I actually love I like his resolution the best when he finally yeah. hugs and like his, his relationship is yeah. the best relationship when it, it's because the best it's, art it's, yeah it's a different kind of love which I think is the best part about yeah, it not really represented you're right yeah and yeah. so like the way he finally tells him how much he appreciates him and loves his manager Mac that, I think is his name that warms my heart more than anything uh, his manager is Joe Billy Mac Billy Mac, Billy Mac. Yeah. I'm sorry Uncle, Joe, Uncle yeah. Bill yeah. Uncle, your uncle Kids, your uncle here's Bill. a message yeah. from your Uncle Bill. <laughs> yeah. Don't buy drugs. Become a pop star and they give them to you for free. Exactly. That's pretty good. Hi, kids. Here's an important message from your Uncle Bill. Don't buy drugs. Become a pop star and they give you them for free. And I do... So I, I think that resolution is one of the more tearful moments for me myself. I, I would put Bill Nighy, Nighy, Noise, His storyline was definitely my my favorite. I could almost see that fleshed out into its own spinoff film. <laughs> yeah. So we can hope like for that. Like to get me to the Greek It's to get me to the Greek. It's to get me to the Greek. Yeah. It'd be called like Billy Mac is all around. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We did have to research real quick earlier who did the original version of. Love, is, Love all, is all around. Love is all around. Love it was around. a band called The Trogs. It was The Trogs. Yeah. The Trogs. Mm. It's a terrible song. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Christmas is all around me. And so the feeling grows. Got a little bit of trivia coming your way from Love, Ooh, actually. Trivia in a little section. segment we like to call You Don't Know. You Don't Know? You Don't Know! Back to Mr. Bean. And get ready for this. Oh, God, I'm ready. Mr. Bean plays the role of Rufus in this film. The they jeweler. gave him a name? Yeah, uh, it was Rufus. <laughs> oh, I, don't I know guess he, he had ever... a name tag, probably. Okay, that would be no. at a store. It was a fancy store, though. If it was a fancy story, maybe he had his name imprinted on his badge. His name tag just didn't say Bean. So from the commentary track, which we haven't listened to, <laughs> which we've done any research this. on, which we will tonight. In the commentary track, the director and the writer talk about how Rufus, played by Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean, the jewelry salesman, whose obsessive attention to gift wrapping nearly results in Harry, Alan Rickman, being caught buying a necklace for Mia by Karen Emma Thompson. Like I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. but that was even more confusing than reading Game of Thrones. Yeah, I sh- I'm sorry. I went <laughs> with sure. all the names, and I should have just, just skimmed it and the given you the good stuff. time he took his coat off and Mr. Bean did hard. <laughs> Rufus. <laughs> Rufus, Mr. Bean, was originally supposed to be in the film a Christmas angel. What? It was going to tie everything together at the end of the movie. However, this was dropped from the final script. There were a couple storylines that were shot, and this was one of them, and I don't have the other one. Wait, like, so so like, I've seen a deleted scene. There's a deleted scene where the little boy. Does all this? There's like the subplot of he's a gymnast. He's a gymnast. Does all these backpacks like Matrix? Matrix level Liam Neeson steps on yeah, yeah. was a gymnast. Jojen Reed. No, not Jojen. Jojen himself. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. Game of Thrones connection. Yeah, yeah. So um, he, he, did, he did like Game a ton of like done. awkward gymnastics to get through airport security. And they Even though this it was, they mentioned post You know what happened in 12 Monkeys when that kind of, they tried to pull that shit? Bruce Willis got shot in the That's back. True. <laughs> this is true. Uh, but 12 Monkeys, baby. A 12-year-old boy can do it. I do buy like that the very end of the movie when Jojen is trying to get through airport security and he's like, they won't let you through, bud. And then Mr. Bean walks up and like boarding pass, sir. And he oh, can't yeah. Find it confuses it. him. Yeah. And he, he gives soda. Liam Neeson this look. Right after the whole internet, he's like, I must have left it when I was having a coffee. 
and the kid has already run through security, and he just looks at Liam Neeson and gives him a little wink, like, so he I know is, what I just did. He's a Christmas angel. He's well, a Christmas angel oh, in that scene, for sure. Wow. Oh, well, I, you know, they don't even need to do, they didn't need to do anything other than him just be that. Just, yeah, that's yeah. true. Just the angel, like, yeah, because he's the one he's trying to get Alan Rickman caught. Right? Is that the idea? Oh, oh, Christmas oh, Angel. He's oh, trying to do everything shit. he can so that, Alan so that he won't. Do that makes way more sense. He's, yeah. trying, he's trying to like help him not go through. Yeah. It. yeah. So had wow. the movie been fleshed out more and they kept it had those it been scenes four in hours with Mister. Had yeah. a, they had done the ultimate. They should have made it a TV cut. series. It wasn't Watchmen been Ultimate Redux. Love actually. Would have. It would have explained more why Mister Bean was fumbling around so much. He wasn't actually just a clumsy, hapless. It wasn't a super intricate gift wrapping. He was just trying to talk some sense yeah. through Christmas magic. Also, I think now, I don't know if this is in the deleted scenes, but it would be funny if he were an angel, if he showed up in Portugal and was the one that blew all the, the all the paper, paper, paper into the water. <laughs> just into the big water. Just to just, it's just Mr. Bean sh- coming, you know, coming on screen in this book. Like Lightly pushing people enters. together. Yes. That's an amazing subplot that they probably should not have gotten rid of. <laughs> I'm sure I that like with it. the magic of editing, you, like one one could probably make a fan art. Someone is going to do a fan cut of this for if sure. By and someone, you, a... mean, you, <laughs> mean, <laughs> you mean everyone at this table. Yeah. All right, We're going to make an edit. Tonight. <laughs> but you're going to have to reenact Mr. Bean's scenes. No, no. I'm going to find footage from Mr. Bean's show. To put <laughs> I'm going to edit yeah. in I mean, somewhere little he bits. has to blow something. Yeah. And then, and then at the end, it goes, mm-mm. Magic. <laughs> you know, if not, that's I it. That's the end. Part. That's the end credits roll. Magic. Uh, one other piece of trivia here. Simon Pegg was considered for the role of Rufus, which I would have loved to see. Whoa. Yeah, really? so he could have been the Christmas angel Wait, that got cut out. Was Simon Pegg decently known? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't assume think in England uh, early probably. Simon Pegg. He would have not... been, like, Spaced would have been out, his TV oh, show. Yeah, true. So he would have been, like, an up-and-comer yeah. so, probably, yeah. at least in the UK, I'm sure. I mean, he's no Mr. Bean at that point. That's true. Because <laughs> so, Mr. Bean would have been death? huge. Has been around for a while. That's true. Facts checker. Shaun of the checker. Dead, I believe, was, was 2004. So it was the yeah. year after, oh, okay. or the same year. Same year. Same year. Okay, so, yeah. but either so they. So he, he was might have been on the fence to be. He was definitely known in sure. Britain for his TV work. Maybe he's but too busy with Shaun of the Dead. He was probably. And then they were like, oh. Got our old standard. Yeah. Let's go to the bean farm. Let's go to the bean farm. (laughs) Someone someone call the bean farm up. Senior Frijoles over there. (laughs) Well, guys, it was great to have you on the podcast as our guests. It was wonderful to have you talking about Christmas movies and Galaxy Quest and, most importantly, Love Actually. Love Actually. Christmas is all around us. If you're listening to this episode and you have not seen Love Actually, we apologize because you probably have no idea what we're talking about. But more we importantly, also apologize if you haven't seen Galaxy. Yeah, Quest. I don't. Well, that's true. Go well, watch I was going to say Quest more importantly, we apologize that you haven't seen it because that sucks. You should watch Love Actually. It's a great film. It's a it's an entertaining film. Has its yeah, flaws. Is it great. It's like an well, onion. You know, it's one of those. It's got a lot of layers. I enjoy it'll make you cry. great cast. I enjoy great putting cast. it on, and I always enjoy watching it. But you know, it has its flaws, and overall, there's some major issues that it's bug like, me. Love actually is like eating too much pie. Yeah, you yeah. feel sick. You just kind of you like can keep but, doing it. You're like, oh, this is great. By the end, you're just like, oh god. It's yeah. two hours and fifteen minutes worth of eating pie. Uh, fun fact: now that the end of the movie, Love Actually is playing behind us, where the Mariah Carey song kicks in, but. The girl, Joanna, is actually the voice of Adventure Time's Marceline. What? Yep. The vampire. 
Look at you, you go. Look that up like two years ago. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to By Grab Thar's Hammer. What a podcast. Have a happy holiday. And happy we'll holiday. See you happy holiday. Happy, happy everything. See you next year. Happy holidays. Alan Rickman is a dick. Woman prize for all. Never give up. Never surrender. Request t-shirts on your way out. Thank you. Woo!